Welcome to the Lawn Dads Podcast. I'm TJ, your adequate lawn dad, lawn enthusiast host. Uh, and we have our very first guest guest on here, Chris with Ope It's Mow Time. Hello, hello. Chris, good to have you, man. Thanks for having me. This is exciting. How, how does it feel to be the, the very first guest on the Lawn Dads Podcast? Um... I didn't know I was the first, so that's an honor. That's pretty cool. I knew I was like one of the first, so this is kind of sweet. Um, yeah, I'm excited to dive into the whole realm of warm season grasses with you. This is yes, fun. yes. And so, so everybody knows who's listening. What type of grass, or where are you from, and what type of grass do you have? Uh, and like, yeah, let's start there. The details, the the, the details. things that people want to just dive right into. So. Uh, it, if you are listening and hear, oh, it's, it's cause it's a Midwest term. So I am smack dab in the heart of the Midwest, uh, outside of the twin cities in Minnesota. So I'm way up North, basically Canada. Um, and I have all cool season grasses. So I like, unlike yourself, I wouldn't be able to plant like a warm season grass and have that work year round. Uh, so <laughs> Uh, I have primarily, it's a couple different things in my front yard. It's exclusively perennial ryegrass. Uh, and in the backyard, it's majority Kentucky bluegrass uh, with a with a little mix of perennial ryegrass um, in there as well. So that's awesome. uh, that that's me. I'm sitting on about six thousand square feet of lawn. So okay. your traditional cookie cutter suburban home. Yep, absolutely. And do you do you real mow at all? Do you rotary? How are you mowing? Yeah, in the backyard, I do rotary. Um, either with a put just your standard old toro push mower or you know a cub cat ride on um and in the front yeah i took the leap and and dove right into head first real mowing for the first time Who and didn't? boy that is a different world it is it's do you like it is it better is it worse is it yes <laughs> <laughs> it's, yes it's fun so it's fun it's a ton of work and i knew that going into it like i've watched a bunch of people like give me pros or like i don't know the pros and cons of it all of like doing it for a couple of years and like my kids are at the age where i've got two kids uh, six and four um hmm. but or now five just had a birthday nice and happy birthday yeah little guys growing up it's crazy it's insane but like we're home all the time and like that works for me but mm -hmm. that's not going to work for like someone who is maybe with high school kids always on the go and stuff like that. Like, yep. You got to, as you know, mm -hmm. like you got to pay attention to what's going on and you can't just like let it go. So it's like another kid. It kind of is. <laughs> Our little grass babies, right? Little that grass people babies. People always give us crap for. Uh -huh. so, or lawn yeah. dads, not just to humans, but to grass babies. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you so again for listeners uh chris his his instagram and social media is opitz mo time uh, so you can look him up on all those social media platforms but chris how did you get into social media did you just stick a camera in front of your mowing did you like plan on doing this like how'd you get how'd you get started gosh no uh no i didn't get I never planned on doing this, which is bizarre. So like going back all the way to my college and like high school days, I got really into 
uh, architecture and landscape architecture. And I left the University of Minnesota with a landscape uh, architecture degree with a couple minors in the same design field. And that's where the love of like the outdoors came. Um, after that, I uh, focused specifically on like luxury like residential hardscape design. That was mm -hmm. like what I really got into. So like these, you know, conglomerate pools and how hardscape patios would fit around them and like how people would use the space. And, you know, the centerpiece of that was always a lawn. And mm -hmm. for these houses and properties that we were going to a well-maintained lawn, um, you know, it's more of like the want versus, you know, the necessity of having green space around you. Right. So right, I right. was always, I was always more curious on how someone would use the space versus like what was actually like in the space. Um, so it's like this, it, it's always interesting from that regard, but, uh, I got out of that because we were in this cool little thing called the recession. And I went into, uh, the fitness industry because that was also another, still is another passion of mine of just trying to live a healthy life and trying to figure that out. Um, spent about 12, 13 years in there. And then this thing called COVID shut the world down and sent us all home where we're staring outside at our lawns that are just not great. And I've always terrible looking lawns. lawns. Yeah. And like, I don't, it's COVID we're coming out of spring, like it's spring right when all this went down. Right. So like our lawns are waking up like mm -hmm. in the cool season zone, like we, we need to get outside. Mm -hmm. So I took it on just to myself. I'm just like, this is just another time to do a hobby to like more so for my mental health. I'm mm -hmm. like, I'm going to go take care of something just so I can go do something. Just like a lot of us found, you know, different hobbies in COVID. And yep. I started noticing that there were like lawn care accounts on the social media side. And I'm like, that's interesting. People actually care about this stuff. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to like start entering giveaways. I noticed that like giveaways were a thing. I was like, oh, cool. I can like win products and like stuff. So I created this like public profile because you needed a public profile versus a private one. Uh, started posting a couple pictures of my lawn. And here we are two and a half years later <laughs> um, talking on a, on a lawn podcast. On with, a lawn podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah. Two of the biggest podcaster, uh, two of the biggest like lawn Instagram whatevers. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't plan Crazy on ride. any of this, but education's a big thing in my world. Like it was all like t teaching people how to talk to people and teaching people that they can develop personally on something that they didn't know that they cared about. Mm -hmm. And that's a big thing for me. So like, that's, that's where the chance, it could be any topic. I'm really passionate on teaching people how to use a space and why it's important. And, and more importantly, just to like develop as a person you know, yeah. to prove, to prove that they can do it. So that's me in a nutshell. That's awesome, man. Well, yeah, I, I, I think I'm the same, same boat. I didn't like plan on plan on hitting any algorithms or plan on having any social media following. So the but golf yeah, course lawn helped. Yeah. The golf course lawn helped, you know, looking back, I guess not many people have that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so speaking of social media, so PS, I, like you heard the intro, what do, yeah. you, what do you think about the intro of the podcast? Is that not the, I mean, it's amazing. I, it's still, it's still like stuck in my head and I think it will be for like the next seven days, the next seven days. And I knew I had a banger. Uh, so I actually got that on Fiverr. Uh, one of my actually through a connection that I kind of know, I 
knew that he had done stuff for other people, but, um, I, I, I hired him to do it and I didn't know if it was good or not, but I knew it was good four days later when I was changing my kid's diaper and like singing in my head. I'm just like, all right, this thing is it. So I, I felt like I had to ask the first guest, what do you think about the intro? <laughs> have, have your kids started singing it yet? Cause I feel like that's a very easy song for kids to sing. I think once the podcast starts coming out and maybe I have it on the background or something like that, I think they'll start singing it. So Bargins, Lawn Dad's podcast. Oh. It's brilliant. Yeah. So I bad. It. It's good. It's so terrible. I, I want to do like a riff on it, like a nineties, like dad, like thumbs up turning around and it's very you know, full house. Like, yes, very full house. Danny yeah. Tanner just mowing oh, yeah. the lawn. Yeah. Oh, you that should was, do that. That'd be a good video. It'd be a good video one day. Mm -hmm. It's the next viral video. Um, so speaking of speaking of viral videos and stuff, I, I want to cover in this section of the podcast. So since you're in social media, I'm in social media. For the listeners who don't have viral videos or like interested in this side of things, I want to cover some of your favorite comments, maybe one or two that stick out to you. But like <laughs> people hate grass. People absolutely hate grass in the public. Uh so maybe like a couple of comments that you've read or like constantly come up, like what, what are people saying to you and commenting on your videos? Yeah. The comment section is always a fun place to, uh, you know, dramatically decrease your mental health. Um, <laughs> as if you're on that side, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I think it depends on the platform too. Like they're so wildly different. Like if you go to like mm -hmm. Instagram, people are so nice there. Oh Yeah. They're, and, oh, and then you get to Facebook and it's just a bunch of like people like our parents age, like they don't know how to be mean. No. But then you get to TikTok <sighs> and YouTube and it's like the wild, wild west. Like you don't, man, it's crazy. Anywho. So there was this one. Uh, it's funny you say that because like I had just gotten done with like fall cleanup and I did this, I think the first year that I had it, it was like the first like viral quote in air quotes uh, mm -hmm. video. Uh, it was like a couple million at the time, like super cool. But then like you look at some of these other ones and they're like 20, 30, 40, 50 million. So it's mm -hmm. like in retrospect, yeah, it didn't really get to that many people, but it got the one person. It yep. got the one person that called me a dolphin killer. A dolphin killer. And here's why. So uh, Carl Forrester's, it's a, uh, I don't know if you have those down there. Certainly you have grassy landscape plants, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. that you, you cut down every year or you're supposed to cut down every year and they'll basically grow back. Okay. They're great for winter habitat. They're great for all of those things. I started my account in the fall, so I'm looking for content. So mm -hmm. I cut my stuff down in the fall. You're normally supposed to cut these down in the spring. It mm -hmm. doesn't actually matter, but this one lady, and I, ha I found a, 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 a hack where you take a, a zip. I happen to have zip ties on hand. Okay, mm -hmm. so they're plastic where I take the zip tie and basically strangle the plant so it's all tied up. You can use a twine, you can use uh like uh anything to yeah, tie it yeah. for lack of a better term. But I used a zip tie. And then you take your hedge trimmer and you cut right underneath the zip tie, and then you don't have all of the grassy no mess. Mess. There's That's no great. mess. It's perfect. It's mm -hmm. like life hack one on one. Yep. That pissed someone off. And she's like, you're going to kill all the dolphins, you dolphin killer. 
And like my friends like made a huge deal about that one. Nice. They thought it was hilarious. And but so like that's like the running inside joke of like anything I do that's not quote unquote in air quotes environmentally friendly to the max. Yep. Uh I hate dolphins. Dude, you are. You're a dolphin killer, man. Man. I can't believe I have a dolphin killer on this this podcast first guest too you're gonna you're gonna get canceled episode one man canceled halfway through episode one <laughs> dang it man well i um i've been called an ecological terrorist before i think that's that's oh, my yeah. equivalent of a dolphin ecological terrorist so if you're listening yep. to this and you're getting into lawns just know that you're 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 probably a terrorist or a dolphin killer so just know that we're we're all in this together so <laughs> um <laughs> But anyways, yeah, I wanted to cover that. It's just, it's just always fun. You know, people have no idea like, oh, it's just bad comments, but people have no idea what we go through. It's a hard life, man. Just but it's fun. It's like, fun. it's all part of it. And it's like fun. people, people and on the other side, like there's more obvious positivity than hate. Yep. But um, those are the ones that stick out. You know what I mean? And it's, mm-hmm. but some of them are just comically bad. Just bad. So just bad. Really bad. Like their like takes you... are like, let's kill all the lawns and pour concrete all over them concrete yeah. jungle yeah concrete jungle yeah like that's any better that's, come on that's worse that's worse like you got there's the no diesel, oxygen in that you got diesel trucks coming in i mean at Bro. what point do you draw the line to say grass is actually better than concrete you know yeah. well um, there are some people in this world that can't understand science so that's think, cool think so <laughs> anyways um all right, so next next section of the podcast, um, I like to cover questions that I get, whether that's emails or people have slid into my DMs or even the guest DMs. Uh, we're not going to cover the the bad stuff, just the just the good uh, grass questions. But this one, I'm going to read off first. This one actually came through my email. So if if you're a listener and you got a question, feel free to shoot me an email at email at gmail.com. Or you can hit me up on any social media. You can also ask Chris, um, hope it's mow time. If you have cool season grass questions, he is a wealth of knowledge as well. But if you have questions, hopefully we'll cover them on this uh, the podcast with the guest right beside me so that we can kind of like come up with a, a game plan, not just one of us. It's both of us kind of like talking through a game plan for you, maybe making a good little, uh, little uh, calendar for you. So this one comes from Daniel. He says, uh, hello, Lawn Dad. Love the videos. Thanks, Daniel. Starting my lawn from scratch this year, and I want to know what is a great first step to do that. I'm in Lexington, Kentucky, and do not know where to start. Can you please help me? So loaded um, question. Loaded, loaded question. question. So thanks, Daniel, for the question. Um, I'm going to defer that one to you there, Ope. <laughs> oh, I knew that was coming. There's not so, many other people you can defer to, so I yeah. have a 50-50 shot. Well, so. the nice thing is, so so we'll start out with this. So he's in Lexington, Kentucky, so we mm-hmm. know that Lexington, Kentucky is sort of like transition zone. So that I guess that is maybe something that we can first off, like what yeah. grass are you, you going to choose? Like what, what can you choose in a transition zone? Yeah, so without knowing too much uh, about – the act because like there's the zones so it's like if you're in a northern state or way out west you're probably in what's called the cool season zone where you're Mm going to want to choose between ultimately about four main cool season grasses which are kentucky bluegrass tall fescue or turtite tall fescue fine fescue and perennial ryegrass or a blend of those 
Um, those are the ones that will handle the temperature in that particular climate. Uh, if you're looking in like the warm season zone, that's going to be more on like the south, southeast, you know, zone of the United States where it's like, you're going to be doing St. Augustine, Bermuda, which obviously people who listen to, you know, all about Joyza, centipede, the list goes on and on. Mm-hmm. And then there's like this, that that's the bread of the sandwich. And then you have this like peanut butter and jelly in the middle. That's mm-hmm. called the transition zone. And Daniel happens to be smack dab in the middle of that. So like Kentucky, Indiana, uh, part, I guess parts of that, uh, like Southern Ohio, like Virginia, West Virginia, all of like those North are North Carolina. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's, that's, I'm getting farther away from Minnesota. My geography is like, <laughs> where is that? Um, that's Michigan, all tra- UP, Canada, like, <laughs> I mean, transition zones. <laughs> yeah, definitely not the transition yeah. zone when you're up there, but you can either choose depending on your preference and what you want, either a warm or a cool season grass. And in doing mm-hmm. so, you will have pros and cons of your choice. It just kind of depends on what, what you want. So like you mentioned, first off is understanding where you're located and understanding what grass is going to be best for you in that particular environment. Now, yep. within the two pieces of bread and the peanut butter and jelly in the middle are a bunch of different like sub cult, like subclimates, right? So elevation, what your soil is like. Uh, all sorts of different things to basically figure out. So what I always say is the next step is just to get your foundation right, get a soil test, mm-hmm. right? And you want to make sure that there's not any like recently applied fertilizer to like miscue the results. But what a soil test will do is very much like getting like a diagnostic on your car where it will tell you what your car needs work on, right? It'll yep. tell you what your lawn needs to be fed. And we do that by feeding it nutrients and fertilizer and soil amendments and things like that over time. That's not like a rapid fix. So I always tell people to start there. And then like, there's a bunch of eye tests really of just what do you want your lawn to look like? And then finding the best one in that and that fits with inside of that environment. Yep. Out of all of those cultivars that I just mentioned in both warm and cool season certain grass types will perform better in certain environments than others for example if we're talking cool season it's very difficult to grow grass in the shade mm-hmm. right a perennial ryegrass for example is not you're going to be your best bet mm-hmm. right you're going to want to find a shade tolerant option like a turf type tall fescue or even better a fine fescue right and if you're looking for something that's like drought tolerant here in the midwest we get pounded with drought you're going to want to figure out what's going to work best with a drought tolerant environment. Well, over here, that's going to be a turf type tall fescue, right? And then if he wants to consider warm season grasses, there's a whole bunch of laundry list pros and cons to deal with because that's just a whole nother bucket. Yep. Yep. Right. Which you can certainly take on, but that that's where I would start of just like, what do you want your goals of your lawn to be? Yeah. Do, do you want a low maintenance lawn? Do you want a higher maintenance lawn? Uh, do you, do you want something where you're going to put more work into it, but then you're going to want to find something that actually works in your environment, knowing that that might not be the, like the whole entire property. You might have a backyard that's shady and a front yard that's sunny where you might need to mix and match a little bit. So there's not really a right and wrong answer to start, but you need your foundation, which is Mm -hmm. where everything that I just mentioned comes into play. But like for warm season grasses, like what would you do? 
So what I do, um, I'm with you on there. I'm with you on that. So first off is going to be a soil test, but yeah, you really need to figure out what, uh, what cultivar you want. So yeah, you brought up a good point. If you're in shade, there's no, like Bermuda does not grow in shade. I don't know mm. if, yeah, it does. It just does not grow in shade. Zoysia does a little bit, Zoysia, but it's not, it still needs a good solid, like three to four hours of really hot sun. All of the, all of the Southern grasses are going to need very much so like heat to, to grow and thrive. Yeah, you can, you can grow it. So if you throw sod down, it'll, it'll be okay for the first year or two, but like, it's not going to thrive. So that's going to be my opinion is, yeah, you need to figure out what type of, what type of, uh, lawn do you have as super shaded? Well, now we're tending more. So since you're in the transition zone, you're tending more so towards that, that, uh, fescue, mm -hmm. um, cooler season lawn. If it's bright sun and it gets like 10 hours of sun per day, you might be leaning towards that, that Bermuda. But, um, Chris, I know you've worked a little bit with them, but since we're talking about turf types and, and cultivars, Twin City Seed Company. Yeah. You know who they are, right? Good buddies of mine. Good buddies of yours. So they're actually today's uh, podcast sponsors. So today's episode is brought to you by Twin City Seed Company. Twin City Seed Company provides the highest quality grass and seed money can buy. Using the top-rated cultivars according to trials from the National Turfgrass Evaluation Program, you can use the coupon code WINTER20. So WINTER20 is a 20% off, just for listening to this podcast, 20% off your next order. This is the biggest discount of the year. So get out there early and grab the seed for your next lawn project. I'm not sure exactly how long that's going for. I think until the end of January, but 20% off, you can plan your your Daniel, you can plan your uh, summer renovation on your lawn by going to Twin City Seed Company and getting 20% off your order. That's huge. I actually didn't big. even, I, to be honest with you, I took last week off and I did not know about that at all. So that's super cool. Um, Glad you learned about it. That is podcast. a heat. So 20% is no, no, nothing to squawk at either. That's, uh, I mean, you, you get elite seed, it's going to have a decent price tag to it because you're getting the quality yeah. there. Uh, Absolutely, that's a, big, that's a big savings. Sweet, yeah, because they, Good on they, those guys. and just in my research with them and and working with them, they've got all the Bermuda cultivars. Like when I first got into like doing lawns and how to get into lawns, I was looking for seeds, and the only place I needed to go to was like Home Depot. Right, and as you know, if you've ever been into the, if you've ever heard or talked or even been in the lawn community a little bit, that stuff is it's got a lot of junk in it. Oh yeah. A lot of junk, a lot of fillers. A uh, 20 pound bag has, you know, 10 pounds of just junk and filler and fertilizer in it. So, um, I know for a fact that their bags are like a hundred, like 99.9999% seed. So, you know, that you're getting good seed from them. So might be a little bit more expensive, but with this 20% off, you're getting a huge discount. Yeah, if so. you do the if and it's I've got a lot of videos on that. So if you if you're wondering a little bit about how the math breaks down, I've got a few of those on my channel at Ope It's Mo Time. But if you if you the, the biggest comparison that I always go to with grass seed and like fillers and stuff is dog food, mm -hmm. right? It was something I was thinking over on Christmas break when I was filling up a bowl, and it's like there's so like people buy quality, right? And mm -hmm. then they they buy the stuff underneath it, like on the bottom shelf, where it's like the one that's like 
advertised the most, but it's just mm-hmm. filled with a bunch of junk. Cornmeal. And like the nutrients, you have to feed the dog and animal more of that stuff to get the result when you should have just went off and invested more and got the quality stuff. It's the exact yep. same principle. Yeah. Um, there's so much stuff. <laughs> so just look at crap. the look at look at the back of the bag, read the label and have your jaw drop to the floor. It's pretty yep. amazing. Yep, just read the label. So, anyways, glad to have them a part of this podcast and sponsor yeah. this podcast. Um so yeah, you asked where I would start. I would start there is figuring out what uh what turf you want, what cultivar you want. Uh maybe I'll I'll respond to Daniel and get some some pictures from him, see exactly where he's at. But if you're starting a, a lawn this year, I would start there. Figure out a what cultivar you want. And then two, you're right. Soil test. That's going to tell you exactly what's in your in your soil. So you do not have to guess, hey, do I need a fertilizer with more phosphorus in it or potassium or whatever? Uh, do I need to bring up my pH? Do I need to bring down my pH? I mean, there's a million things. So getting that soil test is going to give you data on what your soil is and help your little grass babies grow as, as good as they can. Now, let me ask you something too. If you're doing this from scratch, are you killing all of like the weeds in your grass like what do you what are you doing to like start from scratch before you put the seed down yeah it depends it's i say depends a lot but it it really (laughs) does and it's i think this is more this is largely taking a look at where your lawn currently is i mean if you're Mm -hmm. looking out and you see more weeds than actual blades of grass if you don't kill it off you're gonna have a couple years worth of treating your lawn the right way Mm-hmm. Um, before you're probably going to be like super satisfied with it. Yeah. Yeah. However, that way is called a full renovation. Yeah. And it is a ton of work. You got a bunch um, of videos on that, don't you? I, yeah. And well, and my, my business partner, Vince at Rooted Lawn Co. He's, he's our, he's another host on the uh, Lawn Feed podcast. Mm-hmm. He lives in Pennsylvania. He's done a ton of these like full renovations. Um, yep. And like, if you just want to, <laughs> if you want to just get into the brain of Vince for a little bit, like, take a <laughs> listen to some of our full reno podcasts. Yep. Um, but it's, ju- you just need to know what you're getting into. You mm-hmm. need to know when to do it. You need to know what's all involved. And you just have to set realistic expectations, but you're going to have the opportunity to have one exclusive cultivar in your lawn yep. Yeah. when you're done with it. So like the rewards heavily outweigh any like sweat mm-hmm. and work put in, Yeah. in my opinion. Um, but then gonna... there's, you could, you could do what I do a lot of the times is I, like I, I do mo what I, what I call mo time makeovers and these are like quick aesthetic, like revamp transformations of a, of, of a lawn where you would go in, you would dethatch the lawn because there mm-hmm. is a layer of just dead grass, organic matter that is from otherwise uh, preventing you from getting any seed to soil contact. If you were to go lay down your grass seed that you just spent a whole bunch of money on, mm-hmm. you, you need seed to soil contact. And without lifting all of that up, and getting rid of it, you might as well not go invest a bunch of money into grass yeah, seed, quality grass seed at that. So you get that up. I like to go in and aerate it. So core aeration up here, depending on where you're at, that's not a bad thing and never is a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have like a heavy, dense clay soil, you can probably beat that up pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. Watch out for irrigation heads where if you have like a sandy soil, uh, that 
the advice might change a little bit. But that just gives more room to breathe, the soil more room to breathe, and it's a nice little pocket where seed can go down and get that seed to soil contact too. Yep. Um, you could throw some starter fertilizer down if you want to. Uh, it's not necessary, but it does help and, and accelerate that. And then depending on the germination window, you just water the piss out of it. Mm -hmm. And anywhere between seven and 21 days, you should have a new lawn. <laughs> you uh, should have babies pretty, and you'll which be is a pretty, new lawn dad. <laughs> which is pretty cool. So, and like a lot like warm season too, like if you select the right grass type, uh, a lot of these and some of these will laterally spread mm -hmm. over time. So in theory, that means less of these overseeding projects, if you would, um, by doing it right the first time and selecting yeah. the right grass type that, that fits your lifestyle. Yeah. All right. So game plan for, for Daniel, I think game plan for anybody who's looking to do a lawn, lawn renovation or starting from scratch, there's probably two different ways you can go. One is starting completely from scratch, like super duper from scratch. That's killing off. If you have a ton of weeds, zero grass whatsoever, um, killing off that. Or if you have currently sort of a lawn, just a lot of weeds and you kind of just want to start over, maybe dethatching uh, aerating and throwing down some seed, especially if you're in the cool season or you have cool season or you want to turn it into cool season overseeding. Yep. Um, yeah. So that's two different directions. And then after that, you want to figure out what type of cultivar you want. If you're in the South, you're going to be going Bermuda Zoysia. If you're in that transition zone, you can kind of choose whatever type you want almost. And then Northern, you're going to be looking at uh, fescue rye or Kentucky blue. Pretty Easy much. Enough. Cool. And just, just like that, Daniel's got a new lawn. Just like that. Daniel's a lawn daddy. He's going to be a guest in the podcast. <laughs> Love it. So that's going to lead us to, we got final question here. Um, it's actually a conglomerate of a lot of questions that I've, I've gotten, but winter weeds. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of winter weeds. What can I do about them? What chemicals can I use? Uh, what, what can I do about winter weeds? So I'm gonna let you take off on that. What would you do in a Northern lawn? So cool season grass, what are you using for maybe some weeds? Are you, are you only pulling them? Are you putting down chemicals? What are you doing? Yeah. Um, so isn't it, it, I think this is mostly for a warm season deal for the winter. For sure. Um, and I'll cover the warm we, season after you. We have a couple weeds that will start their germination process that are very difficult and leaving you with a headache if you don't treat them right um throughout the winter time that will like bombard you in the spring if we don't take care of it uh most of which is poa mm -hmm. uh, either poa annua or, or annual bluegrass which obviously i know you guys have a lot of but then poa trib too which is mm -hmm. that, that, like lime green it's ugly and nice terrible anywho um once it's there the the real only way to do it is to kind of like start over. Mm -hmm. um, so you want to you want to get a pre-emergent uh, that happens before all of that germination takes place, which is generally in the fall. Mm -hmm. um, for us, the majority up here, the majority of mm -hmm. those like broadleaf weeds come up in the springtime. So mm -hmm. we would also because uh, it's two targeted periods. So it's like for the fall, you kind of target that if you want. Um, mm -hmm probably it's there if you want to but then the most popular is like step one of like a four-step program it's a pre-emergent to take care of all of the weeds that would help germinate when the soil temps rise in the springtime 
Yep. Um, some popular ones are Barricade and Dimension. So mm -hmm. Barricade is there, um, but you also have uh, Dimension, which has Dithiapir in it. Um, the one caveat that I would say to this is that if you do decide to do a pre-emergent, you have to make sure that you're not doing any seeding because mm -hmm. the pre-emergent will suffocate those weed seeds. Yep. Uh, it doesn't care about the grass seed you just laid. It will suffocate it as well once the grass seed starts to germinate and halt all progress that you just put in. Do you guys, I've heard of, um, and maybe it's through a, a different uh, YouTuber, uh, Tenacity. Do you guys use Tenacity at all? Or? Yeah, that's Mesotrion. Okay. Yep. Okay, perfect. Yep. There we go. It's I, I say Mesotrion because Tenacity's getting, reg I mean, it, it will be regulated a little bit sure. more heavily, right? So yeah. it's it's not available everywhere, especially in like Amazon. You have to like source it locally or have a license to do it, like a yeah. licensed applicator or something like that. But that, yeah. that will target the weed, not the actual grass seed. Okay. So like a, yeah, selective herbicide. So mm -hmm. maybe cool season would be like a good, uh, tenacity would be a good one. Um, definitely can't use it on warm season. That's for sure. Do not use it on warm season. Right. <laughs> I was about to say, this is a, uh, that's dangerous area for me to even talk about on this podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so yeah. if you're listening to this and you have uh, cool season, cool season only, tenacity is a great, great herbicide for it, but also overseeding is right. uh, overseeding in the, the spring and also fall helps choke out those weeds. Oh, so. for sure. That would be the natural way to do it. Yeah, for sure. Wait. We like natural. Mm -hmm. So for me, uh, Bermuda, since you want to learn a little bit about, about yeah. Bermuda. So right now our grass is dormant. So you Northern people think it's dead. It's not dead. It's dormant. Oh, we know what dormancy is. I know, but my parents, <laughs> they're from, you know, they're from Michigan to come down. Man, everybody's grass is dead. Like, no, it's just dormant, sleeping. It's brown. It looks yeah. dead. Um, so weeds stick out like a sore thumb. We do have a uh, POA problem. We do have um, like dandelion problems. Uh, they look like pickers or something like that. So there's, sure. there's a couple weeds that are popping up. And I will say too. Are they like you, green? So I obviously have never lived in the South. Are they yeah. green on a yeah. brown lawn? Oh, wow. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, you can okay. see it from outer space. So that's why yeah. this, is, this is a huge question. It's just like, how do I get weeds? Because like people are like, their lawns look terrible right now. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, but I will say to even start out first things first, you need to figure out what kind of weed you have. Yeah. So that's like a huge thing is like, we can start talking about chemicals all day long, but at the end of the day, you got to know what type of weed you have. And then at that point you can look at chemicals or herbicides that will take out that specific weed. Um, there's people here in the South. So technically us, if your grass is 1 million percent dormant, I'm going to say 1 million and over-exaggerate. Like, I do not use this. I don't say to use this, but people will say to use Roundup. You can actually use like a very, very small percentage of Roundup on your lawns. And since your grass is dormant, it doesn't get affected. But um, I never say to, to do that. That is just the risk of that. If your grass is like 99% dormant and that 1%, your spring green up come like, March, April, May, June, Poker you're going to have, yeah, it's going to just like be trash. So those, those, so you may not have weeds, but you're going to have the spots where you sprayed those weeds. Those are going to be brown and the last things to become green. So while your neighbors who never sprayed anything are bright green and you're a lawn guy, you're like, why is my grass like so spotty? I must have some sort of fungus nose, the roundup that you sprayed. So first off is figuring out what type of weed that you have. 
and then from there, uh, like a couple DIY options, there's, there's actually a couple of selective herbicides at Home Depot that you can use. One is uh, called Image. So it's like literally right at Home Depot, right off the shelves called Image. That's a selective herbicide. It will kill almost everything, um, but everything but Bermuda. So 90, 92% of the weeds that you see, Image will take care of a lot of it. Um, there's also another herbicide at um, Home Depot. It's like the bio-advanced, uh, bio-advanced weed killer that also will kill everything but Bermuda. So these two options are already better than what some people recommend Roundup. These two options are already like right off the shelves, literally right next to Roundup that you can use that will be so much safer on your Bermuda um, than like kind of just wild, wild westing it and try and kill the weeds just to kill them and risking your spring green up. Yeah. Um, we also have, we have the benefit kind of like your tenacity, how it kind of shoots weeds and everything, but the cool season grass, we have two herbicides that I love using. It's called uh, certainty and Celsius. Those two herbicides are select like super selective herbicides and they'll kill like 99.9% of everything, but your Bermuda mm. or Zoysia. So, um, those two herbicides and they're, they're kind of expensive. I would say like for, for both of them, if you were to buy them together, it's like two, 300 bucks. So they're expensive, but they'll last you forever. I was about to say they'll last cause the, like the application rates are so small. So small. And yeah. It's like, you're, yeah. Especially, yeah. Especially if you're doing, um, like uh point and spraying or just like, uh, just little spots, spots that we yeah. spot treating. I mean, you mix a gallon of it, it'll last you. Yep. The, the bottle itself will last you forever because you're only using literally like a couple grains of that, uh, the herbicide. So mm -hmm. um, if you're kind of like wanting to get into lawns like a little bit deeper and you are, you've got the Bermuda grass, you got the zoysia grass and you're kind of looking for a, um, a weed killer or post-emergent that will take care of everything but your Bermuda, it, you could spray it just like you would a, a normal weed killer. Celsius and certainty are good, good options, good investments to make because you can also spray them dead of the summer. So when your grass is green and it's mm. growing, thriving, you can spray it as well. And it's going to kill everything but your Bermuda. Really? It, won't, it dude, it's crazy. It doesn't affect the grass in the summertime either. So, um, there is a, uh, so two, four D I don't know if you've heard of two, four D it's so that has a temperature limit on it. Right. So usually it's about, about like, to say. 85 degrees Fahrenheit, somewhere around there. Um, yeah, Celsius uncertainty. There's no, there's no temp limit. I will say I have sprayed it and it's like been like a hundred degrees out or like, it's just been super hot and it'll bronze a little bit. Sure. But you can just mix that with like iron and mm. it will help the grass just bounce right back like the next day. So super interesting. Yeah. yeah I there's mean, to, that, to that point, there's so many different active ingredients out there that understanding what you have is there. A I was million. just about to say the temp thing. Because yep. up here, if you spray up like an herbicide uh, over 85 degrees on average for the high temperature, like you're going to wake up with a leopard you're looking cook lawn. your lawn. Yeah. It's yeah. I, my neighbor four houses down for me did it three years ago. And it was the joke of the neighborhood. Yeah. Don't cook your lawn. So, yeah, some of these, again, <laughs> learning about what type of weed you got in your yard. That's huge. These chemicals, they have like what type of weeds they take care of, what they don't. And if the weed that you found out is in your yard is in the label and it says it take, takes care of it, 
it will take care of it. Read the label. Read the label. Also protect yourself. Wear protective equipment. Again, read the label. But also to note, make sure it has, make sure you read about the temperature limit. So don't just stop at the weed itself. Make sure you look at the temperature limit. Um, so I would say that's, that's weed, winter weed care 101. Outside of that, you can pull them. So that's, that's like the easiest thing ever. They actually do. I just got, uh, it's called the grandpa's weed puller. I just got it. I'm going to be making some videos on it, but it's literally just the thing that you stick in the ground, you rock it back and forth and it pulls oh, up sure. the weed. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to make some videos on that. So that's like the, the ultra satisfying, the ultra satisfying yeah. lawn dad. Uh, if you just want to take out weeds and just spend a couple hours out there, not spraying chemicals, but doing it yourself, just pull it by hand. Yeah. And that's how you take it, care of winter weeds. Because we all know as dads, we can use a, a cold beer and oh, yeah. uh, just some time out. Just in some time silence. out. In silence. Yeah. In silence. <laughs> Don't come out your kids. There's a lot of chemicals going on. So yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're always going to end the episode uh, with something that I like to do. It's called Dad Hack of the Week. Mm. So uh, Chris and listeners, if you've never listened to a podcast before, this is the second one. So if you didn't catch the first one, then you've never heard of it. So my goal for this podcast is to make your lawn 10% better, but also maybe a 10% better dad as well. So if I've done both of those, it's great. So every single podcast, I want to cover what's called the lawn dad hack of the week or the dad hack of the week. So Chris, what is the official second episode dad hack of the week? Oh gosh. Uh, <laughs> the pressure's on. So Dolphin killer. I yeah, exactly. Uh, don't <laughs> use zip ties on Carl Forrester. Yeah, don't be a dolphin. That's the dad hack. There you go. Um, <laughs> no, I think from like dad hacks, there's a gajillion out there, but mm -hmm. I think just like the ultimate dad tip. There's I, I, so routine with a sprinkle of spontaneity. All right. So kids, you know, regardless of the age, they need routine, and the minute that they go off of it, so does everything else. Mm -hmm. And I think from like I, me and my wife were, we had a, a, ye, a year, a, a couple years ago where it's just like, this is one curveball after another. And the routine was off and our kids' mm -hmm. attitudes were following that. And we were like, no matter how stressed we are, we just have to follow their routine and make sure that that's consistent and we can be as stressed or whatever after the fact. But that's that's the big thing but the other thing that i've noticed and i think it was, we had a guest called john his name is john john the dad 16 on instagram he does like dad like yep. comedy skits and he had said like someone told me something about bluey do you watch bluey oh yeah big bluey family over big here. bluey guy so the dad biscuit it's like the best dad of all time and it of course makes all of us look bad plus like he's got a really cool australian accent like, in their house, and, what does he do for work? Seriously, dude, we were just talking about that at Christmas. Like, these guys are loaded. Like, Jeez, what is this happening? Either that um, or things are just like way less expensive in Australia. I have no idea. <laughs> well, yeah, I, it's, that's a whole nother, whole whole nother bucket. Let's get back but, but, but so, Biscuit, the dad, it, he just happens to be the most patient dad of all time, always have a solution for everything. But the episodes are like five, seven and a half minutes long, right? Yep. They're very good for like, a, you know, winding down right before a bedtime routine or something like that. Um, but someone was talking to him just like, what if those seven and a half minutes was the only time that Biscuit got to spend with his kids and he just gave it a hundred percent. 
mm. in those seven and a half minutes and like was spontaneous and like forced himself to have the energy to go do this like random thing. Yeah. I was like, dude, my That's mind huge. blew up. Yeah. And I was like, what if that is it? So like the spontaneity, I think of just like us as uh, us being kids again is, is another thing that like just got lost for yeah. like a generation or two. And like, I don't know, like getting down to the heart here, but like kids love that. Yeah. And those are the things that they're going to remember. They're not going to remember the fact that they went to bed at seven 30 on the nose every single night. They're going to remember the fact that you just like threw yourself down the stairs. Don't do that. But like threw yourself yeah. down the stairs and like acted like you were doing something like losing down a hill or something like that. Yeah. Like yeah. Those are the things that they're going to remember. And also they're not going to remember. They're going to remember that over how perfect your lawn was too. I mean, 100%. that's, that's not for care. us to remember. They don't care. They love playing on it and, and there's maybe memories that can be made on the lawn. So there's, you know, there's sure. something to be had about having a good lawn. So you can play soccer out there and have that spontaneity, but man, that's dude, that's, that's big. I, what if, what if he only had seven and a half minutes? The episode that you see is the only time he had with his kids, man. Crazy. That's awesome. Well, Think about it. that was the official dad hack of the week. Be more like biscuit, be spontaneous with your kids. I think that's huge. So Chris, one more time, where can everybody find you uh, on social media, wherever you got the floor? Yeah, no, I appreciate you guys having me on. This is fun. Uh, you can find me at, on all platforms at ope.itsmotime. And you can find us at The Lawn Feet, at The Lawn Feet on all of our platforms. And we release episodes probably twice a month and focus more on cool season grass types. And I teach people how to get the yard of their dreams. Uh, mm -hmm. You can also find me at opeitsmotime.com. Awesome. Well, thanks for thanks for coming on. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Thanks for sharing your wealth of knowledge about cool season and helping out helping out some people. Yeah, dude. Thanks for having me. Well, um, thanks all for listening. If you could give us a, a like, comment, uh, send in your questions. If you have questions for the next podcast, we'd love to answer them. Just like Ope did, just like Chris did today. Him and I sort of helped you out. So. We will help you out on the future episodes. So thanks for stopping in. Thanks for listening and uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks, guys. <laughs>